Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Cook Speak. It is Sunday. I almost said June. I think that was a wasteful thing. <laughs> January the 7th, I believe. Yes. 2018. I got that right. We are now, you were the first guest in the 10th year, starting the 10th year of the Cook Speak oh podcast. So, special uh, congratulations there. Uh, to the Cook Speak audience out there, my, I am Chef Tom Toten still in 2018. Uh, Chef Tom Toten, the Cook Speak podcast, and uh, my special guest today is certified holistic health coach and lifestyle intervention interventionalist. Easy for you to say, uh, Hila Urbani. Hila, welcome to Cook Speak. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Now, uh, first off, before I forget, uh, give your website to the folks out there. So it's Health Coaching with Hila, and that's H Y L A dot com. Okay, and. Uh, Give the Cook Speak audience a little of your background, where you're from, where you grew up, and a little bit of your professional background. So I am originally from the Berg, uh, born and raised in the suburbs. And um, after I graduated from Pitt, I went um, straight to New York City, where I started a career in music business, and I was there for over 20 years. Love my time in New York. Yep. Um, Moved back here late 2011, um, did some work in nonprofits, Went a bit back into corporate, back in nonprofit, and in the interim, I got my um, certification uh, as a holistic health coach. And what, what does that entail, exactly? So I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is the largest nutrition school out there, and it um, was created by the person who actually um, kind of invented health coaching, if you will. He invented that concept, which is really pretty cool. So that school is based in New York City. Who was that person? Um, Joshua Rosenthal. Okay. Yep. Yep. On your site, uh, you mentioned a few things uh, in in broad strokes here. Um, It's not about getting things up. It's about doing things differently. Expand on that a little bit. Part of it is, you know, it's, it's being willing to change. Like, I, I am a big believer in people trying personal experimentation like elimination diets to find out what does and doesn't work for you. Um, but it is also changing your lifestyle. You know, if somebody tells me, well, I don't ever want to learn how to cook and they really need to change their eating habits, well, that's kind of a problem, you know? So I, I think you need to be willing to bend, but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy a healthier lifestyle or it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy healthier swaps for what you're eating right now or a new way of eating entirely. There is an adjustment period, but you can end up feeling so much better You'll just ask yourself why you didn't do this. Give, give us an example of one of those, one or two of those uh, healthy swaps you're talking about. Um, well, for instance, you know what? I know people love their pasta, but, you know, a lot of people have a problem with wheat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very inflammatory for a lot of people. But you know what? Now, you can 
try some legume pasta. I think some of that tastes the best. Have a little red lentil pasta. See what that's like. Yeah. Nope, it's not going to taste exactly the same. But if you work with it and experiment with it, try some different ways, you might find that you really enjoy that and you don't miss your weed at all. A lot of options out there, too. Absolutely. It keeps getting easier all the time. Mm, true, true. Uh, and you also talk about, about eating a whole nutrient-dense uh, diet from nature, not from a package. Now, that is, for Americans, that is just huge. Processed foods that are bringing down the health of our nation, for sure. You know, we're, we're eating the wrong kind of foods. We're eating too many refined carbohydrates, is really how I say it. And talk a little bit about the evils of the refined carbs, because they're legion. Well, they are. I mean, you know, people think just because they're eating their whole wheat bagels, their whole wheat pasta, um, that, that that's all good. People are starting the mornings with this big, heavy carb load with very few nutrients, and then they're getting hungry really quickly, and they eat constantly throughout the day, and they have very unbalanced blood sugar. It affects your mood, it affects your concentration, it affects your sleep. And, there, and, you know, a lot of times I look at people's diets and I ask, where are the vegetables? Yeah. There's <laughs> not a lot of vegetables in there. we got to work on that. And you mentioned sleep. I, I know you're big on that. Now talk about the importance of sleep and why we're, why we're not getting near enough sleep, really. Well, in this country, we wear a lack of sleep, like a badge of honor. It's, it's pitiful, really. People brag about <laughs> how little sleep they get. But the reality is most people need about seven to eight hours. Now, we definitely have the outliers out there who do better and do just kind of less. Some people need more, um, but it needs to be a priority. We don't make it a priority. We make work a priority. We make getting things done around the house a priority. We make, you know, being on our screens a priority. <laughs> and it's, it's destroying our sleep and our health. It seems to me, too, that the time management is a skill that a lot of people could really use, and it would help in so many different areas. Agree? Most definitely. And, and I think people oftentimes work too many hours because they're not really as efficient and as productive as they could be. And if they paid more attention to their health, they probably could be. If they came in better rested, they would have better concentration. Um, and at home, we just need to know when to say, you know what, it's time for digital sunset. All screens off at least one hour before bed. That includes television. All of them off. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's good advice, I think. Uh, well, talk about the importance of uh, a person who wants to really get a handle on their diet and really, really their life. Think about the health implications of somebody of this. Um, talk about the importance of learning how to cook. And that doesn't mean turning into Bobby Flay or Jacques Pepin. Uh, it's just being some talk about the basics of cooking so you can a healthy diet for yourself and your family. Um, it's, it's pretty shocking how many people have never, you know, baked a piece of fish or roasted a chicken. Um, I'm, I have a patient right now because um, I work at Squirrel Hill Family Wellness for a functional medicine practice. This is a man who's never used his oven. Really? Yeah. And his niece is going to show him how to use his oven, and I can't wait. I said, you know what? That's going to open up a whole new world for you. Absolutely. And, I mean, like, there are real stories out there. Sometimes, yeah. as you know, people hear the term cooking and, and they think Julia Child, 50 ingredients, yeah. things that are hard to find, and it's all really expensive. And that's not true. Uh, a long time ago, a friend told me that 
cooking is putting things that you like together. That's a great way to put it. And you know That's what? what I, do. <laughs> I eat really simply most of the time. I mean, you know, if I really want to, I can have a healthy nutrient dense meal ready in about ten minutes. Easy. No excuse not to do that. Quick example of how you would go about that Absolutely. for the for the novice out there. All right. So let's say I have grass-fed beef thawed in the fridge. I try to, you know, pull out my proteins in the morning before I go to work so that they're, they're thawed, but you can cook from frozen. As you know, that's no problem. I'm going to brown that in a pan. That's going to take a few minutes, take it out. I'm going to stir-fry some veggies in there with some healthy fat, maybe some onions, sea salt, black pepper, whatever seasonings you like. Add the grass-fed beef back in. There's my dinner. Actually, talk about some of your favorite seasonings. Maybe some that are... Some folks may even already have on their shelves, or some someone they may not. Right. That's so, a wide, wide uh, swath out there. Absolutely. So really, you can't beat sea salt and black pepper in every dish, right? Just for good. Absolutely. Salt and pepper your food. Season your food, folks. Absolutely. Don't be afraid of the salt shaker. That's another story. Um, a condiment that I love is called coconut aminos, which is a substitute for soy sauce. Mm. And it's not as salty. It's still a bit savory. Mm-hmm. I put that in just about every stir fry. It's super good. Wow. You can buy it at Trader Joe's Organic, two ninety nine a bottle. Coconut aminos. Uh-huh. And does it look like soy sauce? Yeah, it looks like oh, soy sauce. Okay. It's just not as salty. It has the sap of the coconut in it, and that's what it's made from. But it doesn't taste like coconut for right. anyone who hates coconut, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, I like garam marsala, oh, yes. which is yes. a wonderfully warm spice mixture. Um, you know, ginger and cinnamon are a couple of my favorites. And I have something called uh, Zanzibar Spice Mixture, which is another combination of warm spices. And I put that with, like, a lot of grass-fed meat and that kind of thing. And, oh, I love those. It makes all the difference in the world. And I think a lot of people under-season their food, so they think healthy food is boring, and then they don't like it, and then we're back to the package stuff. Right. I, I read it somewhere, probably in a cookbook somewhere, that when season, you want to wake up the food. You, you want to Absolutely. just get things going and just, uh, just add some punch to it. Yeah. Make it taste like something. There's nothing worth the blend. No one wants these bland foods. Right. How about some fresh herbs or dried herbs? You have dried yeah. herbs. Man, I love thyme. I like oregano. Rosemary, just watch it. You can kill things with too much rosemary, which I've done. So, yeah. yeah. People yeah. can carry it with the sage. Exactly. Easy with the sage. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could survive in the old west there in the cowboy movies. You know, it, was, it was tough. It was very tough. Uh, in, in general, though, when you're talking about uh, changing eating habits and exercise habits, just the general awareness of someone's health and fitness, um, talk about uh, uh, us human beings as just being creatures of habits. You know. As it pertains to movement? Take that, for example. Well, we've set up our environments where we really don't have to move so much, and, and that's a big part of our downfall is that our environments aren't working for us, and so we need to make them work for us, and you absolutely need to make efforts to move throughout the day. I think having a fitness tracker will help keep you honest, and, you know, most people don't even walk 5,000 steps a day. And... You know, I don't have a car, so I'm walking all the time. So I log a lot of steps. But, you know, get a tracker if that would help you. Even just a pedometer, whatever that is, if you don't want a tracker, and set a goal for yourself. If you're already walking 5,000, you walk 6,000. And then that becomes easy. Add another 1,000 
and just keep going. I mean, you don't need to get nuts about it, but we really do need to move. And, you know, as far as, like, your food environment, if you don't want to eat it, shouldn't be eating it, it shouldn't be in the house. Really, set yourself up for success because I guarantee you at some point you're going to crack and you're going to remember the chips are in that high-up cupboard that you have to climb on the counters to get to and you're going to find them. If you don't know where your car keys are, you're going to chips are, I guarantee you. You're anything exactly. like me, right? Exactly. Yeah, bringing that stuff in is a mistake, so just don't, just don't tempt yourself. Exactly right. What, what, do you have any uh, opinion on the like people working in an office, a lot of folks working in an office situation, either sitting on a fitness ball or a standing desk and anything along those lines? Absolutely. I have a standing desk at work and at home, and I love it. And you would be surprised at how quickly you can adapt because a lot of yeah. people are really intimidated by the idea. And when you first get one, you don't have to stand all day. Take breaks sitting and standing. You can buy standing desks that you can adjust for sitting and standing. And if you have back problems or sciatica or things like that, moving to a standing desk can really help to alleviate your pain. So I'm a big fan of that. And also just taking movement breaks throughout the day. So, you know, if you're hitting that afternoon slump and you want to go to the vending machine or you want to go get a coffee, maybe you just need to take a 10-minute walk and go outside. And oftentimes I find that helps a lot. And I think you really hit on something with, uh, you mentioned the 10-minute walk. It's something that doesn't even have to be, you know, some full-blown workout or, you know, uh, jogging around around the block or anything like that. That's right. Just these short bursts of movement. Exactly. And do that throughout the day. You're mm-hmm. going to be so much better off. You surprise yourself at how many, how many times, how many you can work in during a day, really. Exactly even right. what I like to do uh, is one of the things that, that forces me to walk even more is when I go to a, one of these plazas with Giant Eagle or Whole Foods or whatever, I park on the other side of, of Peking, basically, and I'm walking to back and forth. And I figure I'm getting in a lot of steps right there. You definitely are, and I know it's been brutally cold here in Ferg, and if you've been an outdoor walker, maybe you don't have access to a gym for a treadmill, do some indoor walking. You know, go inside a big store and hang out there, but keep walking the aisles. Or, you know, do the old classic mall walking. My, you know, my 81-year-old aunt still does that in Virginia. So there are always ways around things. So there are always ways you can make things work. But, you know, you can always find an excuse not to do something. That's the easiest thing in the world. And we're great as humans not doing that. Absolutely. You can always find an excuse. Uh, what, what a client contacts you, uh, walk us through a little bit of how that works, uh, what questions you ask them. Well, I want to know where they are now. So I'm going to just ask for, you know, basic rundown of, you know, what's a normal day of eating look like for you? What's, you know, do you have an exercise routine at all? Do you move at all? What's your sleep like? How do you manage your stress? I want to know if someone's basically happy, not happy. And, you know, I can really find out a lot of information within, you know, 15, 20-minute call. And I want to know what motivated them to contact me. And I'm also trying to figure out, you know, how willing or what is this person willing to do to change? Because sometimes people think... <laughs> they think just because they pay money for health coach services that they're going to change. And you know what? They get coach. If they don't, if they're not willing to do the work, they're not going to change. Yeah. No. Well, you mentioned stress too, and I, I think that is, of course, a, a really, really big thing that that has to we have to get a handle on. And uh, is there a way that you can pretty much tell that someone is stressed? Uh, is there any like, outward signs even that, that 
if you see that, you think, well, maybe that person needs to maybe meditate five minutes a day just for a start. They say if you don't have five minutes to meditate, then you need an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that's great. Yeah, I didn't make that up, but that, that is what's said. Um, sometimes I find when, when people are maybe, like, I can't get a word in that time. Like, talking, talking, talking. I think people are really wound up. You can tell by something meaner. Um, sometimes they'll just outright tell you. Yeah. And gosh, if someone's eating a junk food diet, they're going to be stressed because, you know, we have internal stressors, and the food we're putting in our body can cause internal stress, and that can lead to adrenal fatigue and all of their kinds of things. So it's usually not very hard to find. Uh, you also do the, uh, the dating coaches for food. Can I talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, how long have you been doing that? So it's really just been a year, so it's still uh, very new. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm in middle age, and I'm looking for a dude in middle age. So being, you know, an online dater, I, I can certainly see a lot of ways that I think men are shooting themselves in the foot. Right. And what are the most common mistakes that they're making? Love to tell you what the most common mistakes are. <laughs> the most common mistakes are not having good pictures of yourself. So, some people have no pictures, which is never going to oh, really? work. Oh, oh yeah. That's odd. Oh, they always have a reason. Oh, I'm in the government. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. Well, I didn't know that precluded you from having a romantic life. Um, or they'll say, oh, I'll email it to you. Well, you know what? No, I'm never going to respond to that. <laughs> Second of all, your pictures need to be current really within the last year or so. And also, this is, oh, I see this all the time. Some men put up so many pictures, you can't tell what the guy looks like now. Like, who would show up on the date? Right. Maybe some of those are really old, or, you know, the guy doesn't have facial hair now, but he's right. all these pictures up with him. How, how old have you seen these pictures? I mean, ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give you a little story. Sure. So, years ago, I um, had a first date with someone, and his picture must have been 15 years old. Oh, really? Crazy. Right. Now, here's the problem. I mean, if you're going to meet somebody in person, they're going to find out that you were dishonest. And do you really want somebody to be disappointed when they see it? I mean, honestly, I, I want a man to meet me and say, oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's who I expected to show. I recognized her, right? I have actually had people recognize me on the street from online dating, which is a little disconcerting sometimes. But... You need to do that and keep the negativity out of your profile, please. You know, please don't say no drama queens, no freeloaders. I mean, come on. No freeloaders? Oh, I see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, keep it on the up and up. You don't have, please don't write your life story. And yeah. please don't send me a cut and paste email that you're sending to 50 other women with your life story. <laughs> I really get these things. It's crazy. But I, I think what happens, Tom, is that... You know, a lot of these men were married for a long time, never thought they'd be dating it, and don't know how to do it. And I understand. And they flounder, and they get stuck. But what happens is they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. It doesn't work, and then they say online dating doesn't work. This sucks, and they quit. But they just don't know what to do. And with just some tweaking, some better pictures, some help, they can make a huge shift. And that's what I help them So I'm mostly helping men in middle age. Um, is, it, is it still a problem for a lot of men with listening? 
I'm assuming I know the answer to that. <laughs> no, I think one of the things is I think men want to impress her. Sure. So, so they do go on about their accomplishments because they want to impress her, not that they're necessarily trying to shut her out. So I think women have to at least consider that. Mm. On a first date with a man, I think a lot of men get very nervous, and so they just keep talking because they're nervous. They're afraid of some silence in there, and, you know, women can do that too. And when I say all these mistakes I make, I know women are doing the same thing. Sure. Just want to acknowledge that. Right. So, <laughs> And not that I haven't made my own mistakes with dating myself. I think that some people have to get comfortable with the idea. You talk, you mentioned talking too much and just trying to go on and on. And it, it's okay to have a couple minutes of silence or reflection or even thinking about what the person just said. And it, just not getting to the next line, the next story that may uh, uh, prop you up. As, as just get out of your get out of your own head a little bit. You know, it might be might be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I know men complain that some women can ask so many questions they feel like they're being interviewed. Yeah, right. Well, I think part of that with women is that they're just very curious. And this is how we talk to our women friends, right? We ask loads of questions. We analyze things to that, and we love that. But that's not how <laughs> men are. So then we have to change the way we are and how we relate to men and really give a man a chance to respond when you ask a question. And like you said, have a question. Think about it. Think about your response and just slow down a little bit. Would you say that, like, on a first date for folks, uh, just some general questions, like, like just to get a, a profile of some of your favorite movie, who makes you laugh, one of your favorite or a couple of favorite books? Absolutely. I, I think that's all really good. I would review somebody's profile before I met them just to refresh my memory. So I had some things in mind. Talking about some current events can be okay. Um, I wouldn't get too personal the first time you meet someone. Sure. Like, I think a coffee day is perfect. Yeah. It's low pressure. It's easy. I consider a coffee day to be at most an hour, maybe half an hour. And so that if it doesn't work out, nobody's all that disappointed. Nobody invested much. It's not a big fancy dinner. Um, it's just your first meeting. Uh, also on your, on your website, I thought that you had really... Uh, Really interesting uh, quote. It said, pay attention to your body's message before it has to scream to get you to listen. Be kind to yourself and attentive to your own needs. You are more, you are most likely you are taking care of someone else's. Discuss that a little bit. Well, I think especially women are usually taking care of everybody but themselves. You know, they put themselves last. And, and the problem is, when you put yourself last, you cannot be your best for anybody or anything in your life. And you just can't. Yeah. You have to put your self-care first. And this does not make you a selfish, horrible person. It means you care about your health. Because I'll tell you, you're either going to be making efforts and paying to keep your health. You're going to try to pay and make efforts to get it back. And it's way harder to get back. You don't want to get to that point. And I, I think so many people are out of touch with their own bodies, like most people don't know what it's like to feel really well. They don't because they're used to living a certain way and eating a certain way, but all of a sudden you, you put someone on an elimination diet and you yank out all these things that are inflammatory while they might go kicking and screaming if they really do it, <laughs> they might find, oh my God, 
I, I can't believe how much more mental clarity I have. I can't believe how much more energy I have. I'm yeah. sleeping better. I, my skin's clearing up. My joints don't ache. Like, like all of these wonderful things can happen if you're just willing to be a little uncomfortable to get to the other side. Like, what is this? What's going on? Right. It's not <laughs> normal. But it's like, no, you didn't feel well at all. You <laughs> felt like crap. That felt normal to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just the general awareness of it's almost like a, a dysfunctional thing where you think the dysfunction is, is the norm. Is it supposed to be just mass chaos with me running around the, looking for this and trying to find that and behind the schedule and eating garbage? It's, no, that's, it's not supposed to be that. Sometimes, and plus, you know, you see people who have family histories of illness and they just assume they're going to get that. Oh, everyone's fat in my family, so I'm going to be fat my whole life. So it's that. Or, you know, everyone had a heart attack by age 55, it's going to happen to me. So what do you think happens? They don't do anything to take care of themselves because they, they think the tombstone's already been written. Right. Talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's not true. It's not true. You know, the science of epigenetics is showing us that we can turn genes on and off with our lifestyle, and that is hugely empowering. It is really only the smallest percentage of diseases that are 100% genetic. There's something like Down syndrome. That is genetic. That's not something that could be prevented. But really, so many other things, that's your lifestyle. You have a lot of power. So you want yeah. to stack the deck in your favor. Like when a guy says, oh, yeah, well, my dad died in a heart attack when he was 50. What do you fail to mention? He smoked three cartons of cigarettes a day, drank like a fish, and uh, not never moved besides work. That's right. That's right. Uh, anything you want to mention uh, to the listeners before we wrap it up on Cookspeak? Want to give you a website once again? Sure. It's healthcoachingwithhyla.com, and Hyla is spelled H-Y-L-A. So I work with patients of Squirrel Hill Family Wellness and with private clients. And um, go there, learn about me, see if we're a good fit. My contact information is on there. And my parting words are, your health is in your hands. Don't drop it. Well said. Uh, I just want to ask, uh, lastly, uh, what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> I like to do a lot of things for fun. Mm-hmm. I um, do some photography, so oh, I enjoy that. Um, I love to see art. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is great. Spending time with friends. I love cultural pursuits. Yeah. I love to read, and I'm also a big fan of podcasts. Oh, great. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Well, that's going to wrap it up today for uh, the first Cookspeak podcast in the 10th year and in 2018. And my uh, terrific guest today was um, health coach and uh, uh, interventionist, Lifestyle interventionist, uh, Hyla Urbani. Thank you very much, Hyla, for being on today. It was great, great having you on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. So, folks, we'll see you next. I'll tell you about some uh, guests coming up on the show. And uh, thanks for sticking around for 10 years of Cookspeak. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.